Hi, I'm Heather, and you're listening to the Holy Hot Mess Podcast, where we're just striving for holiness, even with the world and life being a massive hot mess. You're going to catch us chatting about everything, family, life, friends, health, balancing, encouragement, probably some hilarious stories, all infused with our faith in Christ. I'm really excited that you're here, so let's chat. All right, guys, pardon me. I have a dryer going in the background. The fan is on in this room. It is late Sunday night, late for me, because I need to be getting up and going to adoration tomorrow morning. I've skipped a whole bunch of days. This is my accountability buddy. I need to not skip days. Anyways, I've prepped for my my week, and I'm ready to intro this podcast. So I talked with Bridget, who is on Instagram under the handle... According to Bridget, we talked about hot topics um, and, you know, why and how she talks about them, why she thinks they're important. And it was just a super fun podcast because I've been in her DMs for probably years now and it was really cool to just be able to actually have a chat. So I hope you guys enjoy Um, any links or anything that we talked about, like her Instagram and her little newsletter. Those will all be in the show notes. Can you hear me? Hey, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, great. Yeah. Let me see if I can get my video to work. And then let's see. Okay. I don't know how important is video to you. It's saying it's not working right now. It's not a big deal, honestly. So so the last one I did, I recorded with video and I was like, well, I'll post this on like Instagram TV. I don't even know if that's a thing or like just long form video. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and I put it on YouTube, not that like anybody goes to my YouTube, (laughs) but it's there. Um, Hey, you never know someday. I mean, you never know. (laughs) And, um, and so today we have just like had an absolute chaos of a day. So I was like, I'm going to quickly throw on mascara, like try not to look like death. And now I'm like, sweet. I'm not even doing the videos. Fine. Okay. Perfect. I have a face for Um, radio. So (laughs) I know exactly what you mean, especially at 9.15 at night. There's not many people right? I would stay up this late for. Oh my so. gosh, I know. Okay, so you're in Ohio, right? I am. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's only 8.15 here in Louisiana. So okay, okay. Kids, not too bad. We just like, everybody got to bed. Just like, they yeah. just went to bed. <laughs> Must um, go to bed now. <laughs> yeah, um, we, we used to have like such a strict 8 p.m. bedtime, but the two of my kids are in jujitsu three nights a week and it's like, Oh, yeah. to come home now dinner is later because we want to eat dinner as a family and so like dinner is later and then it's like right. it just seems like chaos so like they Pushes finally everything back yep <laughs> uh, yeah so um yeah we had my eight-year-old cut my six-year-old's hair this morning oh no <laughs> yeah. and she like came in oh like all chill and was like like my hair's you like my, my hair's new cut haircut? now and I was like um <laughs> You know that you know the moments where you're like, I'm either going to punch a wall or I'm gonna right. or cry. I'm just gonna fall into a tears or like you start like <laughs> laughing like a maniac. I just I just locked myself in my closet and I just started laughing hysterically. I was like, I, like I have two options is, here. Right. I was like, what even is happening right now? Oh, so gosh. I made him pay for her haircut. I was like, you have been saving up your money for a video game and now there you, you pay for a thirty dollar fashionable bob for your sister there you go did she want a haircut or was that a I, forced see, that's issue where I'm like you were not pinned down knocked out right. and, and your hair chopped off like so I'm kind of like I told my husband I'm like I need a few days to sit on this to see if she needs to pay for half of it too right just because or was she coerced because that see, could be a thing I don't know? know yeah because she's her little best friend around here has um has a little bob haircut and last time oh, I okay. tried her hair she said she wanted short hair like like her friend and I said well gotcha. I don't know how to do that I can trim your hair but I don't want to do something right. like framing your face and screw it up and then you have to have like a buzzed head um, right my husband was like no I want her to have long hair like no she's not getting a tiny bob so she kind of got her way today. So I'm, I'm like, part of me because man, on the way to the hairstylist, she was like real excited. I was like, she was Wait not a bad about it. Yeah, not at all. And then we got to the, we got to the hair salon and, um, 
they fit us in and it's like a swanky place around here. I won't even go pay this much money for my haircuts, <laughs> but it's super swanky. And, um, she, we get there and they immediately are like, kids, do you want Easter eggs with candy in them? And I was like, this is not oh the point gosh. of this. Like I'm trying oh to teach a lesson. Right. So they, they give them these eggs and there's like full size Reese's Easter eggs in them. And those are my favorite. Oh my so then I was kind of like, these little twerps are getting my favorite candy. <laughs> and then they open it up and my son opens one and it says 20% off your service today. And I was like, what? Like, I don't, oh I want you to pay gosh. for price. So yeah. when he go to pay, he has his own checking account. And so when he goes to pay, he uh-huh. hands his debit card over. And um, he's like, how much is this? I only have $75, $79 to my name. And I'm like, yeah, you better check because you right. better make sure it's not right. over $79. And um, so he hands it over and the lady goes, oh, is your mommy or daddy military? And he's like, yeah, my dad's in the Air Force. And he, she was like, well, you get another 10% off. And I was like, what oh, the heck? My like, so how am I going to teach this kind of lesson? I know. So then I'm like, you will, you will tip her based on the full price. This is how this normally works. Okay. I know. It was just absolute insanity. But anyway, so I'm really glad that there's no video because I feel like. I okay. Really, well, great. That worked it out. It shows then. on my face that I'm just like absolute chaos. Okay. Um, I'll probably leave all of this stuff in just because my podcast is super chatty. It's not formal okay. and like journalistic at all. I try to like, try to be a little bit of a journalist, but I also, it's more like chatting. Um, okay. So let's start with just, your name is Bridget. (laughs) You're from Ohio. We've established that. Okay. So who are you kind of like, tell us like your faith journey. Like, what do you do in life? Um, just kind of a little bit of background about you for somebody who's not following you on Instagram, because that's how I found you. That's how I found most of my, my pretend friends. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I love that because that's where all my pretend friends or maybe real friends are now. I'm not sure. I know. I went it's to harder to well. find real friends in real life. That's so. what I'm saying. And it feels like a little Catholic bubble. And sometimes it's real nice to yes. just like yes. hang out in your Catholic bubble. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just pretend. Yep. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. So, so I was raised in Ohio. I've lived here pretty much my whole life. Um, I was homeschooled K through 12. Um, my first day, I always like to tell people sitting in a classroom was my first day of college so that was oh, an adventure so cool. I love um, that <laughs> yeah so fun fact um which was funny it it was not as um life altering as I thought it was going to be I was a bit I was a little nervous about it but it was it was nowhere near as, yeah. as terrifying as I so thought where it did was going to be where'd you go to college um, so I went to college at Belmont Abbey which is in uh near Charlotte in North Carolina oh wow okay and yeah. So if my family was not here, I would still be in the Carolinas somewhere because I love yeah. the weather down there. So <laughs> would we. My in-laws own a beach house. Yes. My in-laws, oh my own, gosh. they own a beach that house be in um, the Outer Banks and we go every summer. And I'm like, okay. this, this is the dream. Like This is where I would be. I will yep. sit and look out at this water. I will do this till I die if somebody would let me. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes we love North Carolina. Just ignore all my responsibilities. But yes. Yeah, so, but all my family's here. So, and we're, you know, we're happy to be here now. Um, so came back here. I graduated with a degree in sports management and a double minor in business and English. Yeah. Huh. So my, my plan was I was going to be like the one that worked in sports and like changed the industry, you know, to be like, not as terrible as it is at the moment. Yeah. Um, then I realized when I graduated that uh, in order to get a job in sports, you have to work for free for a while, pretty much. And I was like, well, I'm broke. So that's not going to yeah, happen. That's not going to happen. Yeah. It's like you so have I kind to have of, experience to get a job. Yes. But then you yep. need a job to get experience. So therefore you the must work for game. free. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I ended up coming back home and then I got in the corporate world and worked various jobs for about seven years. I knew that wasn't where, you know, long-term I wanted to be, but yeah, that was just the stage of life that Same I was at. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. So did that. And actually I really, I really think that that was a good thing for me as much as I didn't really enjoy it um taught me a lot and gave me a lot of situations to learn and kind of grow and be where I am now so as usual God knows what he's doing because it wasn't would not have been my choice but he taught me a lot through that so yeah um so I did that and then um I met my husband 
three years ago and we've been married now um nine months and pregnant for seven so <laughs> we're not oh, wasting any time apparently not at all well that's fine yeah that's totally yeah. fine that's no, the beauty of it too yeah. we're excited we're excited right it's in. a lot it's, of change it's a lot of change. well and I think like the world tells you like you know try the car before you buy it and then once right, you get married right. they tell you oh well wait and enjoy being a couple before you Just have kids and it's other. like yep. <laughs> but at the same time I don't know like we I mean I, we have four and we had four mm-hmm. in four years so like very oh quickly because you have um, twins right yeah, we have twins. Yeah, three. okay. Yeah, yeah so it wasn't the four-year-olds who cut each other's hair today. Right. <laughs> was, um, yeah, but so we, you know, we, I don't know, just the amount of, uh, I think the first kid was the hardest, not like to scare anybody, but it's right. because that's when you go from being selfish to having to be last, you know, yes. and it's it's a complete flip of your priorities, but that is so sanctifying. Like there's mm-hmm. something about, and then it was like my second kid that I started like really embracing suffering and kind of like bonding with Mary and things. I'm really diving into my faith mm-hmm. because it was like, now I understand. I, I had always heard people say something or people, I don't know where I would read it, but it was something to the effect <laughs> of like, the reason why you get married is you're meant to get your husband to heaven or something like that. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, how beautiful yeah. is that? But in reality, it's you're meant to be wear- married because you're meant to like suffer and mm-hmm. have to like die to yourself so much in order mm-hmm. to live a life with another human. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what purifies and sanctifies you. So it was funny that like right. my like lovey dovey, like, Ooh, right. you know, you, Oh, you meet your, <laughs> you meet your soulmate so that you're all, you know, you can perfectly walk into heaven together. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. it's basically like you're kicking, you're dragging each other, kicking. It's a struggle. Out. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's but not it's gonna so be beautiful. a fun time all the time. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. There's just something so, and I think like the Catholic perspective is very unique in that way that there's something mm-hmm. so beautiful about like having children and like being open to that because then your life just instantly becomes not about you and that's what the entire Mm -hmm. world is is like the Mm -hmm. more you can keep things about you do you you know whatever um so it's I think it's beautiful when people pop up pregnant right away I'm like yes (laughs) yeah Yeah, we were always and we we were not not trying necessarily so we knew it was a possibility but yeah um I'm also I'm 31. So it was always like kind of a joke. Cause I want a big family. So I was like, well, we ought to get started right away because yeah. I'm going to run out of time. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, then you, you never know though, because you go to, from two to four kids in a blink of an That's, eye. Too, I was so. going to say, you probably weren't quite expecting that. Yeah, so. I wasn't. No, we, I had always been like, I want to have five kids by the time I'm 30. And uh-huh. it was the year I, I turned 30 and then I had kids three and four. So it was like, yeah, very, very quickly. It's funny how (laughs) that works. Okay. So you went, you were in North Carolina, you met your husband. Did you meet him? You said you met him in college. So no, I actually met him when I came back home and I I actually, I had, yep. I had dated somebody else for a while. Um, it was, I was on my own finally. And I was finally like a hundred percent. Okay. With that. I was just like, Mm -hmm. you know what, whatever God has for me. And then all of a sudden, funny how that that happens but it's like a very um, common story you hear yeah people are finally like okay god if you want me to be single forever then I'll be Whatever. single and then it's like yep. blink and it's three months later and they've met the man right. that you marry <laughs> it's like oh maybe you did learn something that I've been trying to teach you all this time so <laughs> yeah, I guess exactly. it's okay it now. only took you like finally yeah. learning right. a lesson. yes <laughs> so but I was raised catholic um so I cradle catholic and then it wasn't really until I went to college that I kind of had to own it a little bit. I think yeah. that's kind of when I say I started just owning it for myself because I went to a small Catholic school, but we were basically split half and half of people that went there because they were Catholic and people that went there for sports because we were a division oh, okay. two school. Oh, okay. And I was, I was both, I played tennis and I went there because it was a Catholic school. So I was kind of like walking this middle line of hanging out with the athletes and hanging out with the the Catholic kids at yeah. the school. And so it just became more of like a, what do I really think? And like, I have to make the choice to go to mass on my own and go to confession on my own. You know, it was always yeah. just expected. So that's really when I think I, I grew the most in my faith. Um, or like, I guess the biggest jump in growth. I, hopefully I'm yeah. still growing. Well, and you like, you, <laughs> hopefully like you we said, always it, are. It but... became personal, like, yes, instead of like an obligatory, cause mommy and daddy are telling me I have to go to mass. Right. It became like, 
this right. is important. I, I kind of have to it. figure out why mm-hmm. it's important and why it's important to me. I mm-hmm. get that. Yes. So that's kind of, that's probably the biggest jump in growth. And then hopefully I'm still growing. Yeah. Hopefully we're <laughs> all constantly that's the plan anyway, right? That's like yes. somebody said to me, they were like, you're always talking about like people's conversions. Like, oh, you just want everybody to be Catholic. And I was like, no, that would be, well, I mean, obviously that's the goal. That would be the goal right. for everybody to be in union <laughs> with like the church that, yeah. that Jesus actually created. That would be like the right. goal. But, right. but I was like, no, even myself, like it's called constant conversion because like, it's mm-hmm. not perfected until you're in heaven, you know? Right. So like, right. I mean, if you want to look it at it, like the word conversion faith. means, yeah. So I was like, no, that's not how that works. Um, right. yeah. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your Instagram, tell me your handle and like how this came to be because how this watching it from the outside. I mean, I've sent you DMS before that. I'm just like, how do you do this? Like I'm not built for the confrontation. Like you are, I guess but, you know okay. what? it was a whole process, but what I will say is that I've always been a little bit, I don't want to say confrontational because I actually don't like confrontation, but my dad has always challenged us a lot. Yeah. And that was one of the benefits of homeschooling, which I think you'll probably see with your kids too. They get, you get taught to think for yourself. And so like that always caused us to have more, I mean, our discussions at the dinner table would be like ridiculous. Like we would all be arguing about something completely ridiculous, but it was just the point of like, we have to all argue our point. So yeah, I say all that just to say that, like, I have a background of, you know, kind of that being the way I was raised well, but, like the debating mm-hmm, yeah you know. I don't want to say it in like a I was we were screaming at each other that was no never it. It yeah was but just like all making our point you know yeah my my dad and I were like on the exact same side of the political spectrum like of anybody in the family if you're going to look at like political values or political mm-hmm. alignment like me and my dad are are probably like the closest and um mm-hmm. and it's so funny because like my mom will come in the room and we will be arguing with each other. And she'll look at us after about five minutes and be like, you're on the same side. You're saying the same thing. (laughs) You're just like raising your voices and kind of shouting this like points at each other, but like, you're on the same side of it. And so I was like, oh yeah. Um, yeah, We just enjoy this. Okay. I just want to go. Exactly. And we didn't really grow up in a house. Um, at least when I was growing up too much where we talked too much about politics because, Mm -hmm. um, that's my dad's boss. Cause he's, you know, my dad right. was in the military. And yes. so, um, it becomes something very, that's like, like, I always tell people, we have this weird dynamic in America. If you look at great Britain, you don't talk crap on the queen people do now, but really like, you know, back in the nineties, uh-huh. early two thousands, like that's their Royals. That's their head of state. Uh-huh. That's their, you know what I mean? And so like, you don't talk smack on them. But then like you look at their parliament and they're trashing each other, screaming at each other on, on the house of commons or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so in America, we have this unique situation where our head of state is also the head of the political government. And so it's like, I always grew up with this teeter totter of like, am I allowed? And I know I am allowed, but it was like, at what point am I disrespecting this person who Mm -hmm. has been given? And I even kind of look at that as the probe, as the Pope, I can, I disagree with Pope on not doctrine, sure, sure. <laughs> not doctrine, you know, but, um, I have a lot all of the things you're allowed to disagree exa- with all yeah. the things that I'm allowed to disagree with. I generally right. not, not the, we're not best friends. And, um, right. and so that's hard for me because I would look at the Pope and it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, can I even say that I disagree because of the mm-hmm. authority and the position this man has been given and it demands mm-hmm. my respect and it's the same kind of like with our president, you know, so I, sure. I just didn't grow up in a house where we really talked about those things. So it's so interesting to me that you are just ready and willing to take on <laughs> like the battlefield. So you have this Instagram page called according to yes. Bridget. Yep. So did it you did not start, start out. Okay. That's be, what I was going to no, ask. It did, did not start, start out, out to be anything like that. <laughs> no, I did not. Okay. Um, I really just started posting about like the saints and like, it was just sort of like a fun thing. It was totally yeah, like a little mini blog. To be, yeah. It was not meant That's to be That's kind of anything. what Instagram used to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, and I started like, I think it was like five years ago or something. So it's been, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, and then I even like took breaks from it for a while where I didn't do anything with it. And then when <laughs> 2020 happened, I got laid off of my job oh wow I I had a lot yeah you had a lot of time on your hands (laughs) I was like okay and And you were planning a wedding 
Um, not yet. So we okay, did not, not get yet. engaged okay, until, yeah, a little bit later. Um, I actually, but I had just bought a house. And so like, I, it was kind of, it was a crazy time. <laughs> it was like, yeah. I signed the papers and got laid off the next week. And it was like, all right, well, okay, God, what are we doing here? So, yeah. um, and obviously, oh, you know, it all worked out, but that kind of led to me working part-time for my dad's family business. He's a financial planner. Yeah. Um, and that was just like to fill in the gap. And now that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, now that's actually who I work for. So it ended up working out really well. But at the time, you know, it's kind of like, okay, what the heck are we doing here? So, yeah. and I just started kind of sharing some of my opinions and thoughts and I never intended for it to be anything. But what I found was just that there was, there was an audience for it, or there was a lot of women that were feeling the same way but nobody was talking about it. Yeah. Um, I find kind of in like the Catholic Instagram community, it's either that they are on the other side of the political spectrum, they're more liberal, or it's just not something they want to talk about, which yeah. is totally fine. Like, I don't think everybody needs to use their platform to talk about politics. Like, I'm not like, yeah. one of those people is like, everyone needs to talk about it. It might not be your thing. Yeah. Um, but I just really enjoy it. And so I just kind of started talking about it, found that there was really an audience for it. And like that people appreciated knowing they weren't the only ones um so that's how that side of things kind of started and then mm -hmm. it just grew from there um and I try to mainly talk about like faith and politics yeah um, and I try and to keep them man right and I try to keep them in manageable bite sizes because I feel like it can be overwhelming yeah um, it can be really overwhelming and I I was just having this conversation with my brother-in-law today about how like my sister and I are very empathetic. And so mm -hmm. it's hard when I consume too much media, um, right. because I love learning and I thirst for knowledge and I, okay. and so when something in the world happens, I go from, Oh man, it looks like Russia is about to invade Ukraine right. to like, I now am researching the entire cold war. I'm researching right. how nuclear weapons work. Like, you know, my husband yes. like grabbed my phone, yep. he came in, he was like, um, can I please see your phone? And I was like, and we are totally transparent with each other. I'm like, yeah, sure. why? Like, I mean, what? There's like pictures of the kids chasing butterflies. Like, what do you want to see? <laughs> right. And he looked up my search history and he was like, you have got to stop. Like you've spent the last hour and a half researching yes. like cold war politics and like where Putin grew up and things and he was just like right it can chill. be a black hole yeah it, it can really be a black can hole and sure. it's either a life suck but also for me like it ends up causing a lot of anxiety so mm -hmm. for people when I see people like you and I don't know if you've ever seen that smarter news I'm enjoying mm -hmm. her a lot yeah. because she's very she's clear and concise um mm -hmm. and and I just because of her um career I can guess which way she leans on the political spectrum but her daughter's name is liberty so that's yeah i know yeah i know but, i found yeah. that out the other day and i was like oh that's here's your sign but um but yeah but she's so, very good at being nonpartisan. she does a yeah, great job and she doesn't add um graphic gotcha things like she's she you can right. tell that she's generally like genuinely trying to inform people so that they yes. can have conversations in their everyday life um she's mm -hmm. informing them of the things that matter not mm -hmm. just the things that are like fear-based or whatever, you know, and she, she breaks right. down the statistics and kind of can interpret them one way or the other and kind of tell you like, this is how these people are interpreting it because of X, Y, Z, but right. these people interpret it this way because of X, Y, Z. So I really like that. And it's been nice to like field that out, but I do, um, you send out a Friday five and you're not doing it tomorrow because tomorrow's good Friday. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, so it's nice because between Catholic vote and then smarter news, which I watch on YouTube and then getting your Friday five, I'm like, that's all I really need to know. <laughs> you, know? Um, you know, when you, when you get right down to it though, it is kind of like, okay, how much of this do we actually need to know? Like we start to get, so, you know, like you said, it, it can suck you in and then you're looking up all this stuff that, and it, and it may be someone's role to know that, you know, yeah. but it's not everybody's. And, and I think hard. that that is important. Yeah. In this globalist view, you know, we went from teaching kids in schools, like primarily American history to like, mm -hmm. now they have to know the entire history of the world, which I right. don't think is like, obviously you shouldn't be ignorant to things. I'm kind sure. of, a, I'm kind of in the boat of like, I want my children to be passionate and lovers of education and mm -hmm. of learning. And then they need the basic 
research skills. They need to know reading math and arithmetic, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic, right. and they need to be able to discern, you know, like mm-hmm. when my child, we have, I mean, unless somebody takes the internet or something away from us, which honestly now I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you never know. These <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I'm starting to like buy all these hard copy books because I'm like, maybe <laughs> Elon Musk will buy that too. You never know. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I was it. uh, what is the book? 1984. Mm. I I was like on the hunt. I'm like, I need an actual copy of this that was printed before 2000 because I want to make sure nothing's been redacted. Like like, you've got to calm down. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's just interesting because I feel like this, the, the past probably like two generations of Americans really have lost the ability to research and discern Mm -hmm. and really criticize things as if there's something wrong with that. Um, mm-hmm. and so my point of view is like, my kids need to be able to do reading, writing and arithmetic, but from there, they need to be able to know how to learn something. Yes. Cause if you want to know calculus or you need to know calculus, as long as you have the basics and you're literate and you know where to look, you can teach yourself how to do calculus, you know, but it's, right. it's one of those things. that's like, if you, obviously we don't have the basics, but to tell my kids that they need to like recite you know, the, the, the order that the States were brought into the union for America. It's like, that's something that in two seconds they could Google because Mm -hmm. that's the world that we live in. So in reality, I, I would like them to know why our country was founded, you know, you know what I mean? Like those more Mm -hmm. like bigger picture things. Um, yeah. So I, I just, with today's day and age, you feel like with this globalist point of view that um, we are all supposed to know about everything and care about everything. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't care about what's happening in Ukraine. Sure. Um, it's just that it's it's hard to see those things. And then when you kind of break it down and you look at your little home, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. in what in what ways does this affect my family? And then those are the ways where I need to set a boundary. Mm-hmm. And so- um, I think it's good when you make this, this clear and concise stuff, because that's kind of reiterating the fact that we don't, we're not called to like be up to date on every single country's happenings at every second, you know, like that's debilitating. Uh, Okay. So talk a little bit about your Friday. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just was going to, I I think you're right. And I think my parents, my parents always, their philosophy was teach them to read and teach them their faith. Those were like the two main things. And it's basically because of what you're just saying, you know, if you can read and and like you're saying now with the internet, like you can do all of that research at some point on your own. Yeah. If you're not taught to think, if you're not taught to think, yes. And research, then you're not not critically thinking about anything. You know, somebody hand you something and says, you know, they hand you a pill and they say, this is good for you. And then turns out you take it and it's cyanide. Like you don't, you don't know, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) um, yeah. So, okay. So tell me, tell us a little bit about the Friday five and kind of how that came about. Yeah. So the Friday five kind of came about because I would, I would share different news stories and my thoughts on them and things. And people are just kind of like, sometimes I miss like stories or I miss something. And, um, I thought, what is like an easy way that I can put all this into, um, just a shorter, more compact version, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it be once a week. So you don't feel like every day you're like having to be bombarded if you don't want to be. Um, mm-hmm. It's just one day a week. There's five, like, and I try to pick out stories that, like you were saying, do affect us more. Obviously, I talk about some of the things in the, the broader world, but yeah. I usually try to tie in like some Catholic stories, sometimes about the Pope, like you said. Um, yeah. So just, just things, but they, I think those are things that do affect us like in our daily lives and how we do live out our faith and yeah. you know, how you as a mom would raise your kids and what you're telling them kind of thing. So that was kind of the, the idea behind that was just a five fairly quick stories. It's usually like 15 minutes long. I started doing an Instagram live just because it's the easiest way to upload video on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it seems to work pretty well, but it it's basically just, here's five stories. Here's what they're about. Here's what you need to know. And like, if you want to do more research, obviously people are always welcome to do that. But mm-hmm. um, a lot of people will tell me, it's like, this is the only news I watch during the week. And I'm like, then, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be able to do that. I have a pretty high capacity for taking that stuff in without it affecting me. I, that's, I was going to ask you Which, about that because it yeah. seems like you can, like I've, yeah. I've noticed when you're, you know, you're on and you're researching something and I'm like, she's, 
she's researching something that she's about to talk about. And you can tell that she's just like chilling on her couch, yeah. <laughs> you know? So like, so, it's nice yeah. that there's people out there that like, I mean, there's like, there is a need almost for it to kind of be the filter that comes through for the people of us who become debilitated by all of that information. Yeah. You know? And I think it does change too. When you, I don't have, obviously my first child is not here yet, but even yeah. just knowing like he's on the way, it definitely does change your perspective. You, you kind of suddenly the future matters a lot more. And yeah, <laughs> so I'm and, sure you as a mom politics feel that, matter so. a lot more. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I was telling somebody that didn't have kids. I said, um, you know, all these mandates and things when you don't have kids or you're single or whatever, you know, it's really mm-hmm. easy to say like, just wear a freaking mask or mm-hmm. just, just get the shot. Like, so that this can be over or whatever. We could debate all of that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but that mentality, thing. I, you know, you know, I had people call me selfish. I had whatever. And, and I just thought yeah. like, these could be life altering decisions. These are life, mm-hmm. al- potentially life altering decisions. Um, right. and you know, the mental health of my children that, you know, like, I'm not mm-hmm. just looking for their physical health and their mental, their, their spiritual, you know what I mean? So it's, right. it really does give this, um, eternal worldview, but also this, mm-hmm. like, like you kind of like pull the lens back a little bit and you're like, okay, no, 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 I need to, this is the decision right now, but like, I need to see what dominoes are going to fall or what's going to come down the pipeline because this decision is right. made. And that's, that I think is this, perspective, um, where we, everything becomes a lot less selfish when you're a parent, mm-hmm. because it's, it's not about you, you know, it's yes. about that. I'm, I'm going to pass away someday. And so like this world is the one that we're leaving for our kids. Um, I wanted right. to ask you, okay. So you post some <laughs> things that like get under people's, <laughs> that get under people's and, and so tell us, okay, just give me like an example of some of, some of the things that you have maybe recently posted or whatever that you just were like, oh, that opened a firestorm. Maybe you didn't know it was going to open a firestorm, but maybe you yeah. did know and you just like yeah. braced for it. <laughs> but just to give people a point of view about some things, I have some in my brain, but. <laughs> sure. So I do, there are times where like the internet is one of those places where like you, you can post like, I like orange juice and people can get mad about it. Like it just, it could be anything. Yeah. People post so like not, pineapples on pizzas and there's like, yeah. Yeah. And people get mad about it. I <laughs> know it's so crazy, mad. but <laughs> they do. So there is something to like, no matter what you do, there's always going to be people, but I definitely know that the things that I post about are more polarizing anything yeah. faith and politics, you know, that's what they tell you not to talk about them. Right. So um, which I always, re- I hate that because hate those are the that. two most important things right? I think in like, you know, cause politics, people have the idea that that is like all this messy DC stuff, but politics actually just means like the running of society. So that mm-hmm. matter to all of us, regardless yeah. of, you know, whether you're Democrat, Republican, whatever that whole thing that, that, t- that took it to another level, but anyway, so, um, let's see, what have I posted recently? Well, a lot of people don't like that I don't wear skirts all the time. That one kind of caught me off guard. Did not see that coming. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so um, funny. So I like I have this something to like wear more dresses, not mm-hmm. in like a modesty thing, but just like in a because when I wear a dress and I do my makeup, I feel more feminine and more beautiful. And it's good sure. for my sure. like my self-esteem feels good. Like, you know, I don't know. Sometimes right. you feel like you're like living on a prairie land and you're like tending yeah. to your garden. I don't know. <laughs> so I felt like the pull, but literally part of me is like what do people do about the thigh rub? Like, I don't yes. understand. I know these, women who, these women who wear skirts all the time, I'm like, what are your legs doing? How much chafing is happening? Because I can't what are handle. they doing down there? Yes, what is happening down there? I I, and I, the like, I'm honestly, I'm impressed by the women that can do it and they they seem to do it gracefully and do it well. And I yeah. guess they don't like sweat and I don't really know how they I do know, it. But anyways, so I'm sweaty. not on that level. So. No, I'm not either. So, and then I'm like, and then I but that one really them. caught me off guard. Yeah, yes, I'm like, I know, really? This, I know. this is what we're going to debate and like fight about? <laughs> like, this is what... Right. That's, and that's I, I understand that like, you know, people feel called to it and I think that that's totally fine. But like yeah. it, for, for an example here, I, 
Um, I ended up blocking someone because it was like once a week she would message me and tell me that I was leading people into sin and that I was leading men to hell. And like, it was, it just sort of got to the point where it was like, I don't think this okay. is productive for yeah, either of us. Yeah. Like I, I appreciate your point of view. I get it. I, I fully I comprehend don't feel that way from. either. Right. Right. So, thanks for your opinion, but also you're I, really annoying me. <laughs> right. Like, and I tried to be, you know, have some polite dialogue with her. It wasn't like I just immediately blocked her, but it was like, yeah. okay, I think after a while it gets a, to a point where it's not edifying for either one of us. So I yeah, just, I had somebody but, today, I post it. So we, we have like our little garden. We've done it every year since we heard, started homeschooling. And, um, I, this year when I planted the stuff for the greenhouse, I planted some spinach leaves. And those things, those suckers took off. Like I had so much really? spinach. Yes. And I was so proud of myself. It's like the first. Yeah, normal, that's awesome. <laughs> normally the kids like eat the snap peas right off the plant and eat the cucumbers right off the plant. So there's not too much okay. that we're like actually harvesting. Sure. <laughs> so, so I was so proud. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to harvest these spinach leaves. And then I washed <laughs> them and I looked at this mound and I was like, I don't cook with spinach. I don't know what I'm going to make. What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. So I posted like a picture and just said like, I'd like your recipes. I actually made chicken gnocchi soup tonight and Ooh, it was good. with the spinach and I homemade the gnocchi, which was part of wow. the disaster of today. Why Ooh, did I do that? Nice. I had potatoes going bad. So I was like, I might as well use them. But in yeah. retrospect, we had too much crap going on today. And I was like covered. <laughs> we went to jujitsu. I was like covered in flour. It was a bit of a mess, but um. But I like checked my, my DMs and in my like requests. So like somebody mm-hmm. I haven't spoken to before, mm-hmm. she sent like six links. Sorry if this person is listening and I'm not meaning to offend. I'm just making light of how funny it is that like, I didn't realize spinach was controversial. Right. Yes. Like you don't realize people care so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. Uh, I mean, I'm going to pull a little bit of, of it up right now, but it was basically <laughs> saying that spinach (laughs) um okay spinach has extremely high amounts of oxalates and anti-nutrients that means that when you eat them and god forbid you eat them raw your body actually depletes its mineral nutrient stores and attempt to process it throw it to the chickens who also won't eat it because they're carnivores like us and shouldn't be eating grains and so i was like it's aggressive yeah so then I got, I mean, I, I added a little bit of aggression to it, but that was what she said. And then it, she sent all these links about like nano crystals and micro crystals oh in the plant. And I was like, oh my gosh. But it was just funny because I was like, this is, I didn't realize that growing your own spinach right. was so controversial. I wanted to make a salad. I just wanted fine. to make a salad or add it to a smoothie. I don't know. It was really silly. Yes. Um, okay. So one of the ones that, um, I, when I, when it's brought up, if somebody confronts me about this, I'm going to go on down the tangent and let them know what's up Two of them uh-huh. that you've hit on, but I would never walk into a room or go on Instagram and be like, Hey, everybody, let's talk about we bring this up. during the, our father. Yes. That's, that's one that I'm like, yep. that is a firestorm that gets people all riled yes. up. And I'm like, I mean, you can research it. Like you should probably research right. it on your own. Like right. this is not kumbaya time. Um, and the other one is receiving on the hand, receiving the Eucharist mm-hmm. on the hand. And that one makes people so angry. And yeah, I think people think that you're calling them a bad Catholic or a bad saying, person. You know, you're, yeah, like you're, it's a reflection on their character or something like that. And yeah, I think the way I try to come at it is like, here's what the church says. And then you have to discern because the church does leave a lot of room for discernment. I mean, there are things that are like, look, this is how it is. Yeah. And then there are a lot of things that are like, here's, you know, the spirit behind this, like you discern the best yeah. way to do it. And I think we just have, we've all grown up with our own ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people grew up in parishes where that was just normal. And then when you start questioning that, they take it as very personally. Um, I didn't didn't realize that people are probably taking that as, um, instead of the conversation being, maybe let's dissect this and look at maybe what is the most way, most reverent way to treat the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, is the more things touching it, 
upping the potential for particles to hit the ground and be dismissed, or, um, you know, instead of the conversation, I can see how it can feel like to them, um, a defensive, like you're a bad Catholic because you this, when in reality, the majority of the problems with people believing X, Y, Z in the Catholic church is not necessarily a personal problem. I'm a big believer that it's a a catechetical problem. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like I didn't even hear, I've been a Catholic my whole life. I I never even heard about the true presence until I taught confirmation at our cathedral oh my gosh. and a girl wore, and yeah. And, a, and I was 26 and a girl wore a veil to mass, like one of the uh-huh. kids in my class. And I was like, why would she do that? And it was that <laughs> that made me go home and Google and realize, and I was like, Oh, oh my, that's, I mean, I had like a Thomas moment. It was like, right. right. That's Jesus, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and it even took me years to even have the courage. I was like, I'm going to be a weirdo if I receive on my tongue, but right. Have you ever seen that graphic of like, it's, it's graphic looking, but it's like all the people receiving on the tongue and it's just like Christ being trampled on. Yes. Um, And it's so disturbing, but we went to a a church in the Outer Banks in North Carolina. That's where the the beach house is. And it's the only Catholic church in the area. Mm -hmm. Went and the priest, um, it was last summer. So, you know, COVID was still crazy on people's right. minds and it's like are you right. vaxxed are you not are you whatever you know so it was this very sensitive <laughs> identify you know? yourself please exactly and um so we get in there and he just was very it was a very like praise bandy type of kumbaya right. thing mm-hmm. and um the tabernacles often often in the, in the corner like you don't even see it when you're sitting in the church because it's behind you you know and right and so i but it's the only place we have to go and he sure. said something about how in this church, we do not let people receive on the tongue, you know, basically to the effect oh, of, okay. um, that's a health safety, you know, like sure. you, you will not do this in my church. And so I looked at my son who that's the only way he's ever received. He, he doesn't know how to do it the other way. So right. for me, there was a fear of like, well, I definitely don't want it to be dropped then. You know, so I said, we just won't be receiving today. And so we didn't. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then after mass, as he's like doing his announcements, the priest says, oh, and everybody, can we please, whoever is, is coming up and receiving the Eucharist and leaving the Eucharist in the pews, can we please not do that? And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, and, and in my head, I was like, well, you're, you're not allowing the people who are desiring for a more reverent posture or whatever, as they Mm -hmm. receive, you know, you're, you're making this look like a parting gift. And so when it's made to look like a, like a drive-through parting gift, mm-hmm. then it's discarded like fast food, you know? Right. And so right. it's, and that's that thing that makes people so uncomfortable because if you've raised, been raised doing that your whole life, it is uncomfortable to change basically mm-hmm. everything, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's where like, it gets back to the root of like, we as Americans, the past two generations, anything that's not what makes us feel comfortable is, is not allowed, you know, like it's off limits. Mm -hmm. It's totally off limits. And, and then people, instead of, instead of saying that makes me feel uncomfortable, why does that make me feel uncomfortable? And then going and researching and maybe finding out on your own, like, oh, that is really Jesus. This is what the church, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Instead of that, it's just this defensive, like that makes me uncomfortable. Therefore you must stop that. You know what I mean? And right. <laughs> yes. So, um, and I think it is when, when you make someone question something like that specifically, that it's like that, I mean, that's kind of like life altering. If all of a sudden you realize that's Jesus. Yeah. So then you make somebody question something like that. And that immediately leads to like, what else do I not know? Or what else am I wrong about? And I yeah, think and that scares kind of, people too. Yes. Yeah. That scares people a lot too. I think that that happens with the abortion debate. Um, yes. You know, when yeah. people start coming around to like, Oh, that's no, that's a human, you know, like the, right. the, the, one of the greatest things, um, the pro-life movement has is getting an ultrasound for a woman, you know, because, right, right. because we're, we're taught in schools and whatever that like, that's just a clump of cells, you know? And, and when you look in there right. and you see that little gummy bear moving at eight weeks old, mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that's, that's my gummy bear. Like, you know, right. Um, <laughs> so that's, yeah, it's, I think you're right. It, it kind of makes you feel like your, your quote unquote truth 
is collapsing around you because you're like, oh, it's what I thought was true or um, right or honorable or whatever is Mm -hmm. not then like what is what else is out there you know yeah I think Um, 2020 did that for a lot of people started to shatter a lot of illusions that people had about really everything and I mean I I think that was a a perk actually I had yeah I think that is a perk that I I think a lot of people (laughs) are realizing um that out of that craziness like something good can happen and I like my tin hat has kind of been on <laughs> since like the moment it all started. I, it's funny. Right. I actually like recorded a podcast episode or maybe no, it was a YouTube video back whenever I was like actually trying to do YouTube videos. Um, mm-hmm. And it said like, this is the one where I questioned all the COVID things. And it was like April 4th, 2020. And I'm like, that, yeah. a- that video aged real well. Like it did. It, you were ahead of the curve. You and I was like, it. interesting. Yeah. But, um, it's not the, even in the video, I was like, I hope and pray none of what I'm thinking is right. Like I, I, right. you know what I mean? Right. Like you hope you're wrong. Yeah. yeah. Like this stuff, like in Shanghai, like with these dogs, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, dear God, like, I hope mm-hmm. this is, you know what I mean? But it's, it's scary. Um, but yeah, I think, I think for me, one of, one of the big things collapsing around me, and I know this is so controversial too, is, uh, you know, we vaccinated all of our kids until, mm-hmm. um, about February, 2020. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just want to put the disclaimer that like, I'm not judging anybody else for what they do with their kids. Like sure. it's your yeah. kid and that's the privilege right. of being a parent. Um, right. <laughs> but I, uh, really, I was starting to make the link in between my daughter's behavior and, um, and really like real hard parenting struggles with just behavior and emotional outbursts and things. We were starting Mm -hmm. to make this connection of like, okay, I'm looking back in the medical charts and she would, she slept great. She nursed Mm -hmm. great. She didn't scream all the time. And then it was, she hit four months, which is from my research. And I think for hers was the time where they get the most vaccines at once. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, this big, um, inflammation event. And then from that moment on, she became like, I, you know, I don't ever like to like talk bad about my kids. Like kids do kid crap, but like, um, just a really difficult, like screaming 24 seven and, um, right not sleeping and, and, you know, just all these things. And, and we've since come to find out that she has some primitive nerve reflexes that are not integrated, um, the way they should. So there's okay. certain things like when babies like the startle reflex, mm-hmm. that's those, are, these are all primitive survival reflexes that there's an ATNR reflex, which is the reflex that as they come through the birth canal, their head cocks back and tilts, which allows them to maneuver their way through the birth canal. And there's these like eight main reflexes, but some or many of them, um, can be, if there's large inflammatory responses in the baby's body at, you know, in mm-hmm. any time, really in infant infancy, um, things with diet, things with, uh, lack of like head and neck movement. Uh, so, okay. you know, like we put kids nowadays, like in car seats forever, you know, mm-hmm. it's like we, you know, you hear parents all the time. It's like the only time she sleeps is when she's in the car. So I drive around for three hours a day. So she'll take a nap. But if you think about it in a car seat, like they're not moving their neck at all. And it's right. not to the parents fault, um, but you know, I just kind of started connecting all these things. So when it came to everybody's birthdays are in March and I was like, we're just going to hold off on these shots right. because I'd really like to re- I'm just starting to question things. And I said, mm-hmm. I, I want the inserts. And they said, well, we don't have them. And I said, well, then I'm going to go find them online. And until I do my research and, and our pediatrician was like, okay, that's fine. But I was the judgmental jerk. Absolutely. When we lived in New York, our friend two doors down didn't vaccinate her kid. And mm-hmm. her kid was the same age as my kid. And I remember just so mad at my husband saying like, I'm about to have newborn twins. And so mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do? Just not be friends with them anymore. And I just look back on it and I was like, oh my gosh, I never thought, you know, I just called her a a conspiracy theorist. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think to like, maybe she's concerned about the ingredients. Maybe heavy metals don't get eliminated from the body and they do accumulate and, you know, like, you know, just all these things. And I thought, 
man, that was super judgmental of me. So then when everything in the world starts happening and it all becomes like, oh, now our God is big pharma. I was like, wait a minute. All of this is really starting to collapse around me. And every, almost like every entity that I trusted, <laughs> like you trusted the CDC and the government and you know what I mean? Like all those things start shattering around you and it's really scary. So I can see how, especially in your faith, when, when you start thinking, oh man, maybe I've been for the last 50 years of my life, really irreverent to the body of Christ, because I didn't even know it was the body of Christ and everything starts spiraling. And that's kind of terrifying, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it can, it can definitely, you know, like, like you're just saying it shatters one illusion and then it's like every part of your life starts being like, wait a second, was I wrong about all of this? Yeah. Which makes me, I mean, honestly, like I, I'm, I'm a super cynical, like skeptical person, not in a bad way, but I like, you just ask a lot of questions. That's a good I thing. ask a lot of questions and I, you know, I was telling somebody today that, um, you know, everybody on the right loves Elon Musk. And I'm like, oh, but he still has a lot of money and money uh-huh. does things to people. And, um, you know, you hope and pray that anybody in a pow- in a powerful position, you know, has their moral compass perfect, but, um, right. Okay. So the last thing I really wanted to ask you about, that was a horrible transition, <laughs> but it came to my mind was, um, okay. So you talk a lot about how, about discernment, about topics, like, Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's the, our father thing. Here's the, the Eucharist on the tongue thing. Here's mm-hmm. the, whatever debate we're talking about. And you say like, this calls for a lot of discernment and you always caveat that with, with a good, a, a properly formed conscious. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of want you to elaborate, like, what is a properly formed conscience? You know what I mean? Because I think, um, we as Catholics have like kind of an easy ish out to that. Um, uh-huh. that we don't have to go to Aristotle and do this ph- philosophical, ethical analysis right. of things, you know? So I just always find it interesting that when you say like discernment, you always caveat it with, with a good conscience, you know? And right. I think that's important. So I just wanted you to kind of like elaborate on yeah, sure. how so you I form think the reason this good conscience and even maybe right. speaking to like moms and parents too, like, how do you help children? form conscious you know what I mean like because there is a right and a wrong in this world (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that's really kind of the point I'm making is that you know if you're looking at it through the lens that the world looks at things like with the your truth can be different than my truth kind of thing Mm -hmm. that's not really where I'm going with the discernment thing um it's more of a let's discern what the church teaches along the lines of of actually what what they say so yeah. I think you kind of touched on it in that, okay, so receiving on the hand is not banned, right? Yeah. But is it the best way that we yeah. can do it? And I think that's kind of where I'm going with that. And I think you even touched earlier on, I think your kids are going to be just fine because part of that, the the conscience is teaching them to think like that, that really yeah. to me is like, teaching them a question. Within, yeah, within the framework of our faith. So there definitely is an element of you have to just believe some of this, right? There isn't, yeah, not everything. But you're allowed to wrestle with, you're allowed to say, you know, because I reached this point in my faith where I said, okay, X, Y, Z, this is, this Mm -hmm. is black and white. I have to, I have to morally, this is the side I have to be on because this, because abortion's wrong. Like there's certain things that are not. But I was of the, I was of the, the thought of like, well, to each their own. I mean, I wouldn't do that to my kids, but you know, if somebody else, like God forbid, had some terrible thing. And when I realized the faith and that Jesus is true. And therefore, if, if, if he's true, then he's completely true. He's not partially true. And so therefore, if he's true, then the church and and the doctrine that has been instilled is, is also true. And, um, when I wrestled with that, I had to wrestle with myself around the truth. Like I wasn't, I wasn't saying like, oh, well, that's what the church teaches. So I just believe it now. I had to really form my conscience around that and, and be able to intellectually as well as spiritually and morally come to now I understand that, you know what I mean? Um, And I think that's the difference. And I think too, you know, as Catholics, it's, 
Christians in general, when you don't have a relationship with God, with, with the father and with Jesus, if you don't have a relationship with the Holy spirit, then the discernment is very hard because that there's a lot of interference, you know? Sure. And so I think, you know, it's, it's one thing to say, well, this is what the church teaches. We need to believe that. And it's another thing to say like, well, when I'm faced with um, the need to defend this or whatever, doing it with prudence, temperance, grace, um, you know, fortitude, all those things, those aren't going to happen just because you know the truth they're going to happen because you're, those are gifts that come through the Holy spirit, you know? So, um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just interesting. The forming of the conscience is just something. Thing. Yeah. It, it can't just be a knowledge thing. No. And I think the forming yeah. of the conscience is, um, is a really vital role of it because people always say like, follow your gut, follow your conscience. And it's like, <laughs> well, if you haven't formed that, then like life right. becomes real confusing. Because I can look at somebody, um, you know, who may have just gotten a diagnosis of something terrible for a child, and I can empathize with the desire to just not even bring upon that suffering. I can empathize with that. You know, I can empathize with the rape victim who, you know, is possibly carrying her rapist child and therefore wants to do plan B. I can empathize with that, you know, so... um, but it's when you form your conscience, it allows you to kind of, it, that's kind of the spell check where you're like, I can have empathy and I can realize your humanity and the fact that the world is broken and this is a horrible situation, but there's still a right and a wrong here, you know? And, yeah. and, and I think I that's the, that's the key to it is that there is right and wrong. And yeah. that's what we don't want to admit in in our society today and so like if you don't admit that there's right and wrong then there's no reason to even have a conscience to follow right yeah there's no reason no there's no reason at all because then you know I always am like what where what is this going to get to where we can just say well like um you know like with with the abortion debate that one's such a I hate I hate to say such an easy one but it's a default one to go to because to me (laughs) um, it's it's like to me, I'm like, well, that's a life, you know, but, um, part of me kind of looks at it like, you know, people, the, the countries that have just like erratic quote unquote eradicated down syndrome. And I'm like, well, they've eradicated it because they abort every child with a potential down syndrome diagnosis. Um, and so if you are going to justify that killing a child in your womb, because of the potential of hardship in your life, then where do we stop at, um, killing anybody who's going to give you any sort of strife or hardship in your life, because you're going to reach a lot of hardship. So where do we stop at? Well, you know, my toddler fell and broke their leg and now we owe, you know, a $9,000 hospital bill and that's hardship. And I really don't want that hardship again. So therefore I'm going to get rid of my kid, you know, like I kind of look at that. Um, but yeah, I just, I really admire the, the emphasis on like there's church teaching and then there's these gray areas but in the gray areas, like, let's really get down to our faith and realize, like, what is the most reverent way for us to, um, respect, like the church, respect God, respect, um, you know, the Eucharist or whatever, but then also like what, okay. Uh, which of these ways is going to be the way that like leads you on your path to holiness more? Right. right you know, and so. I think we, we are at a little bit of a disadvantage because I think there have been times in the church where um, there was a lot more instruction at mass and from our leadership and there's a few obviously there's always a few that are really good if you're if you know where to look but it's hard right now because we, you know you can go to just any parish and it's, it's difficult to get in the instruction that yeah. we should really be receiving so a lot of it is on our shoulders which ends up making it um, a little more difficult to yeah and then it kind of beca- it almost becomes like sola scriptura yes <laughs> like then it becomes like well this is how I interpret it you know and it's like right. well um yeah right we'd like somebody so to actually like help us out here but I yeah, think and even you can as... even go from one diocese to another you can have one bishop who's like this 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 so and you have another bishop story. who's completely different and it's so conflicting yeah yeah yeah, and that's, you know, that's the human element of the church, which is always going to be there, but I think there definitely, 
there's easier times and harder times in the church. And I'd say we're in one of the, <laughs> one of the harder times. We were so. just at my Bible study talking about like the pruning. Mm-hmm. We were like, Pope Benedict said the church is going to get very small. So yeah. that's one of the things I, I keep in mind. It can be discouraging, but when you look back through history, like we, we're so dumb. We just all do, we do the same things over and over Gosh, again. This is what I was, when I was talking to my brother-in-law, I was like, damn, we are like, we just do the history same idiots. I've been listening to, yes. have you ever heard hardcore history? Have you ever listened to Dan Carlin? No, I haven't. Oh my, you would, you might love it. I don't know. I mean, I'm a big Good. history buff. I love World War II stuff. I love military history probably uh-huh. because I'm a military brat and my husband flies. Say, this has been your life. Yeah. yeah my <laughs> husband flies massive bombers. So I'm like, I, yeah, that's, I, I like this stuff. Um, yeah. but I, uh, yeah, I have a grandfather who got a uh, purple heart in World War II. Like it's just fascinating to awesome. me. Yeah. Um, so Dan Carlin does this hardcore history series and it's long form podcasting. So each episode is like four hours long. Oh it doesn't gosh. seem like four hours. Long. He's a, yeah. yeah. So he's like a, just a, he's a really good storyteller. He's not even technically a historian, even though people debate it um, because he's pretty good at being a historian, but he um, mm-hmm. he'll do an entire series on like right now I'm listening to um blueprint blueprint for armageddon and it's world war one and world war two and it's fascinating because he talks about um you know how some of these events happened and they almost kind of seem like fate and but then but then you realize that it was something something to the effect of like pulling the pin out of the grenade and then pretending like you can stop the explosion after that like yeah nobody's thrown it yet but like it's this the the catalyst is this tiny tiny catalyst Anyways, just fascinating talking about like the Serbs and all these little things, but he's absolutely fascinating. And that's, that was one of the things that I was, I'm like listening to these world war two, world war one right now is where I'm in. And I was like, he is so right. Like we just repeat this over and over and over again. Like where do we get to learn? Like we're in this information age where we can do, we can learn anything at the blink, blink of an eye. And I'm like, right. we're just doing the same crap. Sometimes I think God's up there looking at us like, really? Like Like, it's Groundhog Day. Really? You're doing this again? (laughs) It's a good thing he really loves us because we have got to be a pain in the butt. Yes, like you got to learn this lesson again. Like, (laughs) oh my goodness. Yeah, and I I mean, I do believe like we're we're going to, we're either in right now, but I don't think we're in the depths of it yet. Like a, a serious church pruning. Like it's. I think so too. And and I think it's, it can be so discouraging, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, the people in Poland kept the church alive, even though it was completely illegal and punishable by death. Yes. And so like. And the way we're privileged to live now, I think. Yeah. You know, it's hard to see it that way, but I think in a way it is a privilege that, that we are allowed to be here. And that also gives us a responsibility to be a part of that, you yeah. know, keeping, like you said, the people in Poland are keeping the church alive, but yeah everybody has to do their part to do that and it's a lot harder than it maybe was at certain times so yeah um yeah but okay so this was a nice conversation just I literally had like four bullet points (laughs) we just solved the world's problems everything's just solving the world's problems you know no big deal it's 10 30 at night your time no one asked us I don't know why but (laughs) nobody ever asked me but I'll tell I'll talk about it to myself on a podcast I'm I'm always like you know when I'm recording something by myself I'm like you know, I mean, I don't even know if anybody's listening, <laughs> but, but I mean, who cares? And I've, I've had like the random person every couple months. That's like, Oh, something on your podcast really spoke to me. And God has yeah. flat out told me like, that's the one person, like, you that know what I mean? Like it. yeah. if it's yeah. the one person that says something that maybe gets them to come back to church or maybe gets them to dive into the faith a little bit more, or, um, you know, learn that learn about the Eucharist or whatever, then I'm like, then it's totally worth it. So sometimes I'm like, this is just kind of therapy. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Sometimes it does help. It helps you work through things. So talk. Yeah, I think think. I'm a really a visual like walker through or like when with my Mm -hmm. actual therapist. There's sometimes that I'm like, I don't think I ever let her speak. I was just coming to conclusions on my own. (laughs) I just needed to talk about it. I just needed somebody to talk to that wasn't going to judge me, and they're just going to bill me for my time. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Can you just tell everybody what your Instagram handle is, and then do you have a website? Yes. I don't really. Okay. Well, but, I guess I kind of do, but I don't But you have a way to it, sign up. So. Okay. 
Yep. So my Instagram is according to Bridget okay. and um, I do have a link there to sign up for emails, which is, I, I kind of do like longer forms, a little bit longer form stuff there. It's okay. like a once a week thing. So I don't, don't worry. I don't get too crazy with the emails. Okay, <laughs> I know everybody doesn't need another email, but yeah. yes, but mostly on Instagram at according to Bridget. So. Okay, cool. All right. I'll put all the links to all that in, um, in the show notes, but yay. It was so great talking Thanks, to you. Heather. I'm glad we yes. finally got to do this because we were meant to do this months ago when you were like newly pregnant. Yes. I was struggling. Then, so we're, uh, I <laughs> we're doing okay so now. <laughs> don't worry. Okay. Well, I'll Thanks, be praying Heather. for you and this sweet baby. Um, I appreciate you. Yeah. Okay. It was good talking to you. All right. right. Okay, bye. bye. Guys, that was super fun. I'm really excited that we got to chat. All the notes for this episode are in whatever app you are listening to them to, or you can find it and lots and lots more on my blog and website, which is holyhotmess.net. There you're going to find all the links that I mentioned in this episode, if I mentioned any links, that any information you really need, it's going to be in there, the little summary, things like that. You can connect with me on Instagram, Heather Yar, Yar, Y-A-R-R, with an underscore, because somebody apparently has the same name as me, which is crazy. And for the podcast, which is Holy Hot Mess Podcast. I'd love for you to come over, say hi, ask questions, give me topic suggestions, and most importantly, just become virtual friends. And since we're now friends... If you really enjoyed this episode and this podcast, just do me a huge favor, huge, huge favor, because the more wonderful reviews we have, the wider we can reach with our support, the laughs, the tips, the encouragement, and we can have support for the podcast as well. So until next time.